Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Antonio Neves, and welcome to episode 53 of the Best Thing Podcast. Before we get into this episode where I dig into the story of why I wrote Stop Living on Autopilot, I want you to know that right now, Stop Living on Autopilot is available for pre-order. It comes out on January 19th. However, if you pre-order right now, you can receive some amazing bonuses. So make sure you go to the link in the show notes, click on the pre-order link, pre-order that bad boy, and you can get some amazing bonuses. And if you don't know if you want the book yet, guess what? You want it. If you want a sneak peek, you can go to the show notes as well and get access to the introduction in chapter one right now. And you're like, but Antonio, I'm an audiobook kind of person. Guess what? You can also go to the show notes and get a sneak peek of the audiobook. Again, Stop Living on Autopilot comes out on January 19th. I want you to get it. It's a labor of love of mine. I'm so happy to share it with the world. So I truly appreciate you considering purchasing the book. Okay, without further ado, let's get to episode 53 of The Best Thing. Welcome to The Best Thing Podcast, where we talk to thought leaders, creatives, authors, and entrepreneurs about how sometimes the best thing to happen to you is the most unexpected. Welcome your host, Antonio Neves. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to The Best Thing Podcast. My name is Antonio Neves. I'm the author of Stop Living on Autopilot. I'm a speaker and I'm a coach. And on The Best Thing, I talk to people about the best thing to happen to them that would rarely, if ever, appear on a resume, bio, or come up in conversation. In this week's episode, we're going to do something unique. I'm going to pull back the curtain and tell you why I wrote the book, Stop Living on Autopilot, Take Responsibility for Your Life, and Rediscover a Bolder, Happier You. I'm, I'm going to share some things that you just don't know about Antonio Neves, but will help you understand why I wrote this book and why it means so much to me. So if you Googled my name way back in the year 2016, the results would have made it seem like I was living my best life ever. Like I had it all figured out. According to the internet in 2016, I was a leadership speaker who delivered talks all across the globe at top companies like Google. I was an, an award-winning broadcast journalist who worked for major television networks over the years like BET, PBS, Nickelodeon, and on and on and on. I was an Ivy League graduate. I was an executive coach to business leaders. I was the author of three successful self-published books. I had that blue check mark next to my name on social media, and I was a husband and father to twins. Now, look, all of those things were true, and it may have seemed like I had a storybook life and career, but here's the thing. Google and social media only tell part of our story. Real talk, the internet can never tell the whole story. The real story, the one I didn't talk about or share publicly, was that in 2016, I was at a low point in my life. I was regularly experiencing more failures and setbacks than I care to admit. What Google would not have told you back in 2016 was that after just a year of marriage, my, my wife and I were knee deep in marriage counseling. Our, our twins arrived at 32 weeks and had to spend a month in the neonatal intensive care unit. 
Due to emotional eating, I had gained nearly 30 pounds. I even grew a big beard so I could hide my weight gain and it did not hide it one bit. After one too many visits to the hospital emergency room, I was wearing a heart monitor and undergoing cardiac MRIs and stress tests. I was so stressed out in life and unhappy that my evenings were spent wallowing in misery, drinking tequila, whiskey, or wine. Thankfully, not all at the same time. For some reason, I started carrying a pocket knife. I started avoiding family and friends. I wasn't returning their calls, their texts, or their emails. Even when I was on stages, sometimes in front of thousands or hundreds of people, I found myself going through the motions as I delivered my talks. I even found myself many times behaving like a child, like based on the whims of my emotions, instead of behaving like an adult based on standards and values. Something I definitely didn't talk about was that my father's dementia at this time was quickly advancing and we could no longer have those father and son conversations that I once previously took for granted. And yo, get this to top it off. I became a secret cigarette smoke cigarette smoker. I smoked Camel Crush menthol cigarettes. These are the ones that you click a crushable capsule to activate the menthol. I, I would smoke these cigarettes in street alleys while wearing a bright green gardening glove so my wife wouldn't smell the stench on my hand. Yeah, the, the internet did not tell the whole story, not even close. At the time, I was straight up living two lives, one of outward success and the other where inside I was dealing with turmoil, anxiety, and fear. I mean, the truth was at this time, I felt lost, stuck, and horribly out of place in my own life. And this is even after achieving most of the things I thought I wanted to accomplish. Even more, like I felt burnt out, broken down, and, and washed up at a time when I needed to maintain my A-game for my family. I mean, even though I once greeted each day with a big smile and a spirit of optimism, my go-getter attitude had been replaced with a constant frown of pessimism. In a way, you could say that I was losing my spirit. Uh, my solution to this internal crisis that was going on was taking a hands-off approach and being unwilling to accept any responsibility for where life had led me. I mean, I had transitioned to living on autopilot instead of living my life with intention and purpose. I mean, slowly but surely, I was morphing into what one day could become a bitter old man. We know those bitter old man, men and bitter old women. Now, of course, th this wasn't the first time that I'd struggled in my life. I mean, in my 20s and 30s, while, while working for major television networks in New York City as a host, a correspondent and producer, I mean, I was tested in ways that I never would have imagined. Still, you know, something in 2016, it, it just felt different. I mean, previously, when things didn't go my way, I believed that I had time and I had youth on my side. But now that I was a little bit older, things just didn't seem as simple. I mean, I had some gray hairs on my chin to even show for being a little bit older. And I had a wife, I had kids, a minivan, and a growing list of responsibilities. I mean, the irony was that what I was experience, experiencing couldn't have been more removed from what my family, friends, and social media followers believed about me. To them, you know, my life was a clear-cut success. And the truth is, like, how would they know any differently? 
in a world, you know, where, where, where we curate our lives to fit a specific narrative for everyone to see, it's harder than ever to admit when we're struggling. My offline life, like my real life, felt like a game of tug of war and I was the rope. The former optimist in me was convinced that the best thing to ever happen to me was over and in my past. It, it felt like my glory days were behind me. And I started to tell myself that moving forward, my life wasn't going to be the fairy tale that I had once envisioned for myself. What I didn't know at the time was that sometimes when you're lost, you actually get the opportunity to find yourself. Look, there were days in 2016 when I was right. I hadn't lived up to my potential. I wasn't the man I thought I'd be. One day, get this, <laughs> when I was smoking one of those Camel Crush menthol cigarettes in a Los Angeles street alley, a homeless man came up to me and asked if he could bum a cigarette. You know, for me, it was obvious he had seen better days, so I gave him a few cigarettes. After he lit his cigarette, he asked me about that bright green gardening glove I was wearing. When I explained to him that I was wore it to hide the smoke smell from my, my wife, he looked at me as if he felt sorry for me. He took a slow drag from his cigarette, the one that I gave him, and matter-of-factly said, Hey, man, you got to figure that shit out. <laughs> that, yo, that's what he told me. And then he walked away. That moment right there crushed me more than the camels. That brief encounter with that man, I'm going to call him an angel, as simple as it was, set me on a mission to course correct my life. At that point, the, the pendulum had swung to both extremes, I, one of following a path of conformity and another of almost falling off the edge. The way I saw it, it was, it was time to stop running away from life and to face what I was expecting head on. The journey for me, it started with a series of, of difficult questions, all that I actually will share with readers of the book. Um, along the way, I came to realize that my dreams, they have an expiration date. Your dreams have an expiration date. If you don't act on them, they can be last forever. They can be lost forever. You know, look, there's nothing extraordinary about the struggle I was experiencing. I mean, not many people are going to, to feel sorry for me, nor, nor should they. Of course, people have experienced far worse. I ended up where I was in life based on the decisions I did and, and didn't make. The truth is millions of people have stories like mine, those who are exhibiting outward success while hiding private angst. Over the years, funny enough, many of these people would come up to me after my talks at conferences. Somehow, despite there being like an abundance of life coaches out there, these people would find me and hire me and share their stories with me. They'd like often bear their souls to me via email, looking for any kind of way that they can reverse their own downslide. Like many coaches, I have a gift for helping people solve the same problems and navigate the same challenges that I'm personally encountering. And during this time, it's, it's when I learned that my experiences you know, as challenging as they were, had served a valuable purpose. In many ways, they were my university of life. They gave me a gift as a speaker, a coach, and a trainer that could help others transition during challenging periods in their lives as well. 
that realization right there gave me a new lease on life. You know, people like to say life is short, <laughs> but as the comedian Chris Rock once said in a comedy special, he said, some people say life is short and that you could get hit by a bus at any moment and that you have to live each day like it's your last. Bullshit. Life is long. You're probably not going to get hit by a bus and you're going to have to live with the choices you make for the next 50 years. End quote. Yo, amen. Indeed, life can be long. And one day, we'll want to look back on our life and smile and marvel at everything we experienced instead of wondering in the days what happened. Like, how many of you right now wake up and you look in the mirror and you're just like, what happened? I mean, the question of what happened, believe it or not, is one of my greatest fears. Back in the day, uh, in 2016, when I was at my worst, I would envision bumping into someone I knew from years ago. and. After a short conversation, they'd look me directly in the eyes and and notice that the zest for life they'd once seen in me had disappeared and had been replaced with indifference. They would walk away saying, what happened to that guy? Of course, what they're really asking is, why did he give up? Why did he give up on life? But for me, you know, my experience wasn't about giving in to my worst fears. It was about learning how to embrace them and recommit to my dreams and to reimagine my future, to remember that we have a say, that I have a say in this life. Look, if your life is a constant battle between two narratives, one of outwardly meeting, maybe even exceeding expectations, and another of inwardly battling turmoil, I got a feeling that my book could be for you. Over the years, I've come to learn that we all have the answers to our most pressing problems and challenges. It's just that we haven't been asked the right questions. And and that's what I offer in this book. Questions that I initially ask myself, but then I put down to paper questions that are targeted, questions that are perhaps uncomfortable for you to consider. But these are questions that you need them at this time more than ever. The thing about these questions is that your answers might surprise you and they will allow you to shift your life in the direction of your choosing. To be, to be very clear, this book is not about quitting your job. It's not about taking a sabbatical. It's not moving to a foreign country and leaving. It's not about getting a, a raise or a promotion. It's not about moving into a bigger house on the other side of town. All of those in my, my book are cop-outs. Because in my experience, a new job, more money, or a fancier zip code can't save you. Only you can. The book is instead about committing and recommitting to what's most important in your everyday life. It's about creating purpose and and meaning in your life as opposed to looking for it. It's about being real, honest, and accountable so you can live boldly and courageously as you once did. Look, The great news is that everything you've experienced in your life up to this point, exactly as it was for me back in 2016, all of your wins, your losses, your successes and failures, they have shaped you into the brilliant and resilient human being that you are today. I truly believe all of those experiences have prepared you for what you are about to do next in this life. And I am genuinely excited about you. And there are a few things you need to know. 
as you embark on a new journey to stop living on autopilot the same way I did. And that is, is one, in real life, there are no movie montages where everything is magically fixed in 60 seconds. Change happens in real time. Something else we all need to know is that no one owes you anything. However, you owe yourself everything. I want you to know that no matter where you stand today, your story isn't over yet. A new chapter can begin right now. Look, no one can or will care more about your life than you do. So it's time to start acting like it. Those are the lessons that I had to learn. Those are the lessons as challenging as they are that I had to receive. And every single day, I have to wake up and recommit to what's most important to ensure that I'm not going through the motions, to ensure that I'm not on cruise control, to ensure that I'm not phoning it in, and to ensure that I'm not living on autopilot. We have a chance in this life to do something special. And that something special is to truly be us, to feel what it feels like to truly be who we are meant to be. That's what I crave for me. That's what I crave for my family. And that's what I crave for you. The good news is, look, I haven't had a cigarette in years. I no longer smoke cigarettes. I don't have to hide it. And it feels so good to have that weight off of my shoulder. And I believe that this book is going to provide you with a cool roadmap, a game plan, if you will, a blueprint to if you are living on autopilot, to start to course correct, to reboot, and to reset, to ensure that the best thing to happen to you is ahead of you as opposed to behind you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'd love to hear your feedback. Of course, leave a review on all those places you can do that. Of course, you can always text me to let me know what you think. Go to the show notes. That number, that link is in there. And thank you so much for being a listener to this podcast. It means a lot to me. Thanks for listening to The Best Thing Podcast with Antonio Neves. Join us next week for more stories that'll help you see the world through a new lens. For more resources, go to theantonioneves.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you share with a friend and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 